0: welcome to the show. What is the show? Simply put, the hosts arrive each episode armed with elaborate and convoluted theories. They and their guests share and discuss back and forth until one theory reigns supreme. There isn't actually a winner or a loser. It's just a fun game between friends. Still unsure on the rules? Well, please, let me explain. Welcome to Let Me Explain. I'm your host, Emily, and if I discovered a subspecies of the Dumbo octopus, I would name it the Himbo octopus.
1: And I'm your host, Morgan, and I am like full to the brim and bubbling with Sprite. Uh, And our guest here today is Crow.
2: I'm your guest host, Crow. I use they, them pronouns, and instead of being 70% water, my body is 70% tea.
1: On this episode, we watched the fantastic and definitely Oscar-winning movie, Aragon.
0: We didn't exactly have time to go through and read the entire book itself, so instead we decided to torture ourselves and watch the very bad uh, movie Aragon to give a sort of plot synopsis and such. The story follows a sort of medieval fantasy world in which dragons exist, uh Dragons are magical beings that will bestow magical powers onto those that they bond with, those that are called dragon riders. Uh, Dragon eggs will only hatch for a specific person, uh, and there used to be a whole group of dragon riders until eventually one guy, Galbatorix, decided to kill all of them. Now he has been the king for, I think, a couple centuries, and he has a couple dragon eggs uh, in his possession. Uh, it follows uh, a boy named Aragon who is from a small farming town. When he goes off hunting one day in the forest, he runs upon an egg that had been magically transported there by the elf named Arya. The elf Arya is captured, and he takes the egg. The egg eventually hatches into his dragon Sephira. Then they hang out a little bit. They bond. Sephira flies away and magically turns into a, like, full-sized dragon. Uh, Then uh, Aragon meets up with Brahm uh, after after unfortunately uh, the home of his uncle who adopted him uh, has basically been burned completely to the ground however uh, that is in the book in the movie Brahm uh, throws a torch in lighting it on fire and takes Aragon away they travel for a bit and uh, Brahm reveals that he used to be a dragon rider, uh, teaches Aragon a couple different things about some magic and um, and eventually Brahm is uh, killed by the agents of Durza, an evil sorcerer sent by Galbatorix. Uh, then I think at that point Arya has been rescued. Uh, Aragorn has a couple weird dreams where he goes, ah, it's a pretty elf girl, and eventually uh, breaks off on his own to go rescue her. Uh, so Aragorn, Sephira, and Arya stand on a hill as Brahm is covered with rocks and Sephira turns it into diamond. They then go to a place called the Varden, which is the Last Hope kind of revolution hidden area uh, where they are trying to go up against Galbatorix. They meet up with a boy named Murtog, who seems just about as edgy as can possibly be. Murtog is revealed to be Morzan's son. Morzan is the right-hand man of Galbatorix, so he is now dead, so the Varden doesn't trust him. Eventually, uh, Durza leads his evil forces, the Urgals, which in the books are actually kind of orc-like creatures, but in the movie are just guys. They're just guys. Uh, and they have a final battle where uh, Aragon fights and defeats Durza, and that's pretty much the end of the movie. The movie is not great. Just right off the bat, not a great movie.
1: You know, Emily, you said we didn't have the energy to read the book, and yet you told everybody the book story as well as the film story. So I think you just weren't going to tell us the book story.
0: Yeah. Well, you can't fault me for having a special interest as a young child reading all of the have Aragon books interest. over.
1: You have, just, <laughs> you have prior knowledge.
0: I do have prior knowledge. And I'm going to try very much uh, to not kind of, you know, lean on that bit of information, uh, much like you were trying... Uh, you know a lot about Spock and a lot about Star Trek.
1: Oh, I wasn't trying at all. The... I intentionally used my prior knowledge.
0: Uh, well, I will pull one or two little bits uh, off of there. Uh, but besides that, I'm going to stick mainly to uh, the movie. And the movie definitely takes a lot of liberties with a lot of things. And it's not great. Uh, I, I know about seven minutes into the actual film, I felt like I was rotting from the inside. And Crow and I talked about, we, we, we watched the movie together. I considered just stopping and reading the book because nothing made me want to reread the book more than having to try and watch the movie.
2: It would have been more fun to reread the book, but the movie has a lot to criticize.
0: The movie has so much to criticize. It's, it was the last film to be put out on VHS, which really tells you the time that it came out.
1: 2006. That was 14 years ago.
2: The Aragon movie single-handedly killed VHS.
1: Aragon killed the video star.
2: (laughs) Oh,
0: God. Yeah. Yes, he did. All right, so I guess we should start off with some different theories. So I will start off with mine. My first theory is that cloning exists in the Aragon universe. There are two examples of it, and and very, very specifically cloning uh, is a special technique, secretly hidden, very much safeguarded, uh, and is only a sort of family secret known uh, by Murtaugh's mother and those that she's related to. This is going to draw my little tiny little bit uh, on from the actual information from the books in which we know that uh, Murtaugh's mother is also the sister of Aragorn's uncle, which technically in the books, he that's his mother, uh, but they don't address that in the movies at all, so I'm not going to either. So to go back to cloning, our first scene that we see uh, with Aragorn uh, talking to other characters and interacting with them uh, is with oh his God. cousin Roran. And the actor that they cast for Roran is essentially, like, a two- or three-year-older, same-blonde-white guy. And as someone who has facial blindness, I could not tell the difference. And I think Crow can agree, it was very difficult.
2: As someone who doesn't have face blindness, I also could not tell the difference.
0: Yeah. So, my main theory is that Aragorn's uncle had his first kid, Roran. And a few years passed, and... He got lonely, so he used the technique that was taught to him by his sister, and he made a clone. However, uh, due to the area and location he was at, he's not exactly someone proficient with magic. Maybe he didn't have access to proper chemicals and materials and stones. He doesn't know the elven language, so he can't really cast magic super well. It didn't work perfectly, so, you know, the clone looks a little bit different. His name is Aragon instead of Roran too. Uh, very important thing to mention. Uh, some of the letters in Roran can be used as some of the letters in Aragon. You have to change some of the other letters, but it makes sense. And basically my theory is that Aragon is simply just a bad clone of Roran. And I, I do back up this theory uh, with the fact that... Uh, his, you know, uh, which would technically be Aragorn's aunt, but in the books is his mother, uh, taught the technique to Morzan. No, to Murtog. She taught the technique to Murtog. Uh, and we run into Murtog later on. And yes, he is imprisoned by the Varden, but after the, you know, fight has finished, he has been let out. He helped during that fight. And after Aragorn's final battle with Durza, he basically kind of goes into a coma for a couple days, uh, and the way the movie portrays it is that Safira like died or like is dead. Uh, they're doing a little bit of a fake out, in which uh, you know Aragon wakes up and says, Murtaugh, where where's Safira?" And he says something along the lines of, "Oh, Aragon, you know she didn't make it. I'm I'm so sorry," and then he just goes, "Just kidding." and Safira flies up. So my theory is that not only is cloning a thing, Safira died. She she died in that battle. And Murtagh using the skills and knowledge of cloning that he had learned from his mother, that dark hidden safeguarded family secret, he made a clone of Safira. And I think yeah, that's it. That's my first theory.
2: I have a question.
0: You have a question? Yes. Yeah.
2: Um, so when Aragorn's uncle cloned Aragorn, presumably he came out of the cloning as, like, a baby because he's a couple years younger than Roran, right? So how did Murtog get, like, a fully grown Sephira?
0: Well, a very interesting thing is... uh. And I'll, I'll actually touch a little bit more on this later on. Because remember, Sephira hatched. And then the next day, she flew. And she flew into the sky and transformed into a whole a whole dragon. That wasn't like...
2: That is true.
0: A time lapse. So Aragon was out for three days. <laughs> he would have most certainly had the time to like, magically make a clone, let it hatch, and then throw it into the sky so it could get hit by lightning and turn into... A full dragon. I will be talking about that scene a lot later.
1: <laughs> I have a question for you. Yes. Have you ever considered that both Aragorn and Rorin are clones, but they're failed clones of the Hemsworths?
0: Is this because they're like sort of blonde white guys with a good jawline? They line? look
1: like somebody attempted to make the Hemsworths. Yes, that's why. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, if I tried to grow the Hemsworths in a lab, I think I'd get these two.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, what, is, what is his name? Ryan Hemsworth or uh, Liam? The one that is in the, the show The Good Place, where he talks about how he's the ugliest Hemsworth alive.
1: I don't, I don't know the Hemsworths. <sighs> I know the Christopher. There's a Liam. He's in those Hunger Games. There's a third one. He's in Thor Ragnarok, and that's it. I believe his first name is Forgettable Hemsworth.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Forgettable Hemsworth, uh, you you could say you could say that he was uh, that they might be kind of failed clones because he himself is sort of a failed Hemsworth. Uh, although that would <laughs> to, to work with what I'm talking about, he's uh, not worthy of the mantle. <laughs> to work with what I'm talking about, that would have to assume that Aragon's uncle is the forgettable Hemsworth.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. He's got the Hemsworths in a lab somewhere.
0: I'm gonna find out what his name is real quick.
1: Uh, Peter... Uh, ben Parker. The uncle? Yeah, the uncle's Ben Parker.
0: The uncle is not Uncle Ben.
1: Yeah, he, he places the hand oh, in there on Aragon's shoulder, and he's like, with great power comes great responsibility, and then he dies. Garrow? <laughs> okay. This they're, is a joke about film tropes and
0: nothing else. It is Garrow. It is Garrow. They are literally only showing me Liam Hemsworth and Luke Hemsworth.
2: But there are Who? others. Huh?
0: Who is the third one?
1: Chris. Chris is the
0: Chris. famous one. Chris. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Is Chris Hemsworth the one who's, like, in Thor? Yes, Chris, Chris, is, Chris the
1: Hemsworth Thor is the one. Thor yeah. Thor.
0: Okay. And, okay. Alright. This is, this is very important. Okay. Liam Hemsworth. So, Liam Hemsworth is in some sort of a vial or a vat that Garrow is keeping him in, mm-hmm. in which he tries to make his ultimate sons. Yes. And the first one's okay. That's and That one's fine. But the next one isn't as good. He makes yeah, He's got Herodon. a baby face,
1: so he threw in a little Tom Holland, and then he threw in too much, and he was like, ah, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: I, I just want to acknowledge, every time you say a new celebrity, that means in in the basement of Garrow's yeah, farmhouse... Yeah, Tom Holland is trapped in Tom there he's like,
1: I'm Peter Parker!
0: So that would mean uh, both Liam Hemsworth and uh, Tom Holland did die in the fire.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> which canonically would mean that Brom killed them.
1: Yeah.
0: Because Brom throws... You think Jeremy Irons there.
1: wouldn't kill lesser actors?
0: Was that Jeremy Irons? That was Jeremy Irons. Was, That's
1: yeah. where You know why the movie was bad? They didn't put any money into the script. They put all the money into Jeremy Irons.
0: Oh, God. I really wish that Jeremy Irons could have properly supported this movie. Because, I mean...
1: He's the only one acting. He's carrying the movie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> His voice was perfect and amazing. And then he had to get stabbed and die.
1: Yeah. That's okay, I'll get to that.
0: Okay, so to finalize, Garrow has captured uh, Liam Hemsworth and made Roran. However, he also found Tom Holland and mixed in a little bit of him so that his clone of Liam Hemsworth also had a little bit of Tom Holland energy and thus made Aragon. Okay. Well, that's my theory. Who wants to go next?
2: I can. Um, Perfect. And I actually had one theory prepared, but as we were talking, I came up with another one. So, I'm proposing that there are only 18 letters in the alphabet of this land because all of the names use the same letters.
0: Okay.
1: I think you might be onto something.
0: (laughs) What are those letters?
2: Okay, um, this is gonna be difficult because I didn't write this out yet, but, um... A, C, D, uh, E, I, let's see, I'm counting on my fingers, M, L, O, H, R, U, T, I can't remember what I've said
0: X, so far. We have X, we have Z.
2: X, we have a Z. Oh yeah, we have Z. We yeah, have G.
0: Obviously.
1: G. G is really popular.
2: Yeah. So is R and Y.
1: Yeah, R, Y, and H.
0: R is I think in every character's name.
1: Galbatorix, Roran.
0: Galbatorix, Durza, Arya, Aragorn, Roran, Garo, Saphira. Holy
2: shit! Plus Morzan and the Razak, right?
0: And Murtog.
2: And the swords of Rosh. Holy shit!
1: Welcome to the R universe. It's not the Aragon universe anymore. It's the (laughs) R.
2: The only thing it's not in is Gilead, the city, I think.
1: And that's a city. And I'm pretty sure Gilead is just the name of, like, an actual city.
2: Yeah.
0: And, I mean, you know, we have the Varden, so that makes up for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. They really did that.
1: I mean, I I gotta give this series credit. Much as I love this series, it's like... 80% of the vibes of this series are just like, at least in names, are just, hey, I took whatever sounded fantasy and I made it a name. So then you get names like Galbatorix, which if somebody told Mm. me his name was Galbatorix in real life, I would laugh at him for 20 minutes. I wouldn't care if he had a magic sword or not. He'd have to cut me in half to prove to me he even had any fucking strength. (laughs) That's... Wow.
0: Okay. Can we find any more R examples?
2: Oh, what? The dragon? Galbatorix's dragon? Shuriken? Shuriken.
0: Shuriken. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: singer Oh my god.
0: singer Yeah. They really love the letter
2: R.
1: I wonder if there's an R in the name of the author. Yeah, I
2: mean. Christopher Paolini? Yeah. yeah.
1: You should change his name to Christopher. On an unrelated note. <laughs>
0: <sighs> I love Uragon.
1: Urragon. <laughs> I mean I've I've always been bothered about this, but his name is Aragon. He just took one of the R's out of Aragorn and named a different character. Yeah. I I've seen Lord of the a- I thought
0: Aragorn is an A.
2: It yeah. is. Yeah, yeah but, but it sounds it's pronounced the same. Okay, but the thing is like Arag oh, wait, I can't remember which switch now. Aragorn has Brom vibes, so why did he make the protagonist of the book named Aragorn, but this, you know, mediocre young man?
1: I think the first Aragorn came out after the the Lord of the Rings movies came out, so I think at that point everyone was aware that Aragorn is the hottest motherfucker in existence, and so of course you'd want your protagonist to be him. True. Because, like, why would I want my protagonist to have Frodo vibes? All he has is, like, baby eyes. And I love Frodo with, with my whole heart. But he's not got, like, the DILF energy of Aragorn. No, I'm not going to continue this bit.
0: <laughs> okay. So, the world of Aragorn has only 18 letters in its alphabet. Christopher Paolini has really kind of something for ours, And Aragorn is a DILF. Which that's, that's not, not a really theory, theory though. That, that's no, not a that's
1: theory. true. That's just correct. If you look at Aragorn and you don't want to be Aragorn, I think you need to go to therapy to learn you want to be Aragorn.
0: Well, I don't want to because I'm yeah trans. You
1: you get the you get a pass. Everybody else doesn't.
0: Oh thank goodness. Okay. I'm sure later on we will find out which Elven woman I would like to be, and the answer is all of them.
1: <laughs> which elf? What?
0: All right, Morgan. What, what do you want to give us? What do you what would you like to present okay. to here, to the judge's table?
1: So I think Brahm isn't dead. Oh? They put him in a magic cocoon. This is like his funeral has always bugged me. They gave him a really weird funeral. Why would you bury him in a way that everybody can see his corpse? That's really weird. Why yeah. would you do that? So my theory is that they put him in a regeneration chamber, a la Breath <laughs> of the Wild. And he's magically oh. cocooned, and he will emerge as a beautiful butterfly, who is also Aragon's dad, as everyone knows. And, um, except they messed it up, and it doesn't happen because the movies never got any sequels. So the whole point is, there was originally sequel plans, and of course you're not going to give up Jeremy Irons. So you <laughs> encase him in a cocoon, so you can have more Jeremy Irons later. And then unfortunately, all that money they spent on Jeremy Irons and not the script meant they wouldn't get a sequel, so Jeremy Irons is actually dead.
0: <laughs> Jeremy Irons, the actor, is dead.
1: <laughs> oh no! The actor went to get, the actor went to purgatory, which is Watchmen, the show. But okay, his character Brum, who I call Jeremy Irons because they he's Jeremy Irons.
0: That's um, more fun to say.
1: Yeah, it, it's a cool name. What he's the only good part of Batman v Superman. <laughs>
0: because I mean in the books it's diamond but they don't even even give a shit enough about this movie to actually mention that point
1: I think they imply it's glass in the movie
0: yeah I think they imply that it's glass it's very kind of smooth along the outside and I I do recognize the fact of hey you know now he will be memorialized forever not even time itself will touch him but I'm pretty sure that like the human body has a lot of microorganisms inside itself that will will just decompose him anyway.
1: I think it's akin to mummification, which stops your decomposing to begin with. but like it is weird
0: so eventually it's it's is it gonna like crack and hatch like an egg?
1: more like a butterfly cocoon, right. Ah. Uh-huh. And then he's gonna pop out. And also, you may notice butterfly has an R in it, which adds to my. Theory. <laughs> and then he will be butterfly brom.
0: Brom the butterfly yeah. in his cocoon.
1: <laughs> oh no, cocoon! Oh, doesn't have any R's in it.
0: It's okay. Caterpillar does.
1: Chrysalis right, does. Yeah, chrysalis. There we go. Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: chrysalis is chrysalis is the correct term anyway. So is is brom. Going to like come back to life with dragon wings?
1: Yeah, he's gonna be like a D and D Asamar. He's just gonna <laughs> come back with big old wings, and he's gonna like blow magic out of his eyeballs, and like Galpatrix is gonna die, and Shuriken is gonna go be a Naruto or something.
0: <laughs> that is very interesting. My main thing is what's gonna what would happen if you know we we get those sequels? We're not going to, of course but live with me in a world that's even worse than now. (laughs) Uh, If we got those sequels and Aragon, you know, he succeeds and he beats Galbatorix. Does that mean just like in a hundred years, Brom just, What? oh my, oh God, why am I on a mountain?
2: Fuck.
1: And then he hears, um, so this is what happens when he realizes he's on a mountain. He wakes up and he hears those, those special words. Hey you, you're finally awake. And then he sees Skyrim, but the R is capitalized.
0: I don't... I don't like you.
1: <laughs> this happens every Get it? Time. He's born because he's born from a dragon? Uh-huh.
0: Okay, you listen... You listen here. May I may make theories every time that there is, like, a musical orchestra and there's people singing... You know that? Oh, that just means there's a hidden secret orchestra somewhere. But if every time we watch a fantasy movie, is it going to be part of Skyrim? No.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: thank God. Okay.
1: That's just my theory for this one. You have to have a considerable uh, like collection of inclusions, and also you have to come back from the dead. Okay. Because if you die, you go you go to Skyrim. Everyone knows that's the afterlife. If you die in movies, you also go to Skyrim. Unrelated, but the R is capitalized. <laughs> it's important. To all right,
0: know. then. Crow, do you have another theory for us?
2: Um, sure. Okay, so I w- would like to theorize that the reason that Galvatorix went all crazy and killed all of the other dr- dragon riders and their dragons is because the other dragon riders were trying to institute, like, dragon riding safety laws, and Galbatorix thought that wearing a helmet didn't look cool, so he killed them.
0: So, sp- was it specifically the helmet or just, like, dragon rights?
2: It was just, like, any protective gear, but, you know, you can make a leather jacket look sexy but you can't really make a helmet look sexy. And Galbatorix was like, nope, sorry. He
0: he didn't even want the option of the ones that have the little silicone mohawks on top of it or anything like that. Yeah,
2: no, it wasn't good enough for him.
1: He had a big head, it just didn't really fit right. Now that I think about it, I think Galbatorix hates Osha.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: I don't think there's an Osha in his kingdom.
0: Oh for sure no if there was he disbanded it. Yeah. His his entire, you know, we see his throne room. It has these slamped, or these slanted vaulted ceilings that are rocky and craggy and there doesn't seem to be proper lighting. Uh there doesn't seem to be a properly like clean floor, no columns holding up things.
1: But there's no secondary exit.
0: I I think uh just in general Galbatorix is uh not for safety regulations of any sort of a form because he doesn't think that they apply to him.
2: Yeah, I think he also didn't want to wear helmets because, you know, he's bald in the movie and he didn't Mm -hmm. like it. I think they were chafing a bit.
0: Mm. Oh, certainly. I really like the visual of Galbatorix and his fun dudes, his 12 apostles who also don't want to wear helmets (laughs) fighting a bunch of like you know, really cool, powerful, magical sorcerers. But also it's like a plastic foam pink head uh, helmet on, just kind of doing their thing in battle.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's why they lost. They can't see through it.
0: Uh, and the elbow and knee pads were somewhat restrictive on their movement.
1: How do we, How do we fit ours into this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Protective helmet. Mm. There's ours in that. There we go.
0: Protective gear.
1: Protective gear, because there's two there R's go. in the
2: statement. Mm-hmm. See, Galbatorix was theorizing that helmets, because they don't have an R in them, shouldn't exist.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm, but leather jackets.
2: Yeah, obviously.
1: That has an R in it.
0: And looking fucking rad.
1: Yeah, exactly. I gotta give Galbatorix credit. He did name his dragon Shruikin. <laughs> Yeah. Which, which begs the question, is Naruto real in the Aragon universe?
0: Yes, but it's only via a traveling play kind of group. <laughs> And it takes them a couple months to make every episode, so you actually have to wait for even longer. There's not filler, it's just dead air, essentially.
1: That's why Galvatorix is never in the movies, is he's, like, chasing that Uh Naruto play, because he really wants to get to the pain arc.
0: Well, yeah, (laughs) because when you're a peasant in, like, the medieval fantasy, it's more like, what will Naruto and his friends do next time? Will they be able to eat, or beat the evil pale snake man? Find out in six months, statistically, (sighs) one-tenth of you will be dead.
2: Alternately, Galbatorix, even though he does have an R in his name, which... I think maybe he adopted that name to fit in better with this universe, because I don't think he's originally from this universe, because nobody else has an American accent. Oh. So he comes from a land where Naruto exists.
1: He was a weeb. Yes. And he got transported here, and then he was balded in the process. <laughs>
0: Hi everybody. My name's Gabe. Uh, I did a couple of the uh, Naruto hand signs, and now I found myself uh, transported over here into this realm.
1: That's where the cloning comes from. He taught everyone shadow yes. clone jutsu.
0: Oh fuck! Wait. So Galbatorix <laughs> taught shadow clone jutsu to Borzan's wife? <laughs> yeah uh because
2: obviously the first thing you do when you get into a reality where magic does exist is try to recreate all the cool things from your favorite shows
1: yeah
0: like killing everyone and enslaving a whole country
1: yeah he saw star wars (laughs) yeah (laughs) he wanted to be dark he wanted to be dark vader
0: oh god I'm, I'm very much loving the well of theories and comedy that we can get from Galbatorix just by him having a fucking American accent. Yeah. Murtaugh also had an American accent, correct? Yes.
2: Yeah.
1: I think Murtaugh really just is Sasuke. <laughs>
0: yeah. My My main thing I kind of like, but also, okay. Everybody's kind of English, British in this. Like... They they know that the people who are portrayed as evil Should be Americans But also the British Are evil So you kind of can't win (laughs) I like that Murtaugh is Sasuke though
1: Yeah He fulfills the same role in the series That's true I also just found out That they paid John Malkovich To play Galbatorix I'm fairly certain John Malkovich is a comedy actor
0: well, I mean, this movie was a comedy, so. A
1: this, movie, this movie is impossible to take seriously.
0: Yeah. You know what? Okay, here's the thing that I realized when I was watching this scene with Galbatorix at the very, very beginning. Do you know what it is that I realized? What? Safira is not a dragon. She is actually King Galbatorix's emotional support phoenix. <laughs> i'm not following listen i think being a magical demigod basically he gets lonely so he has a creature trained to keep him comfortable and calm he's lived a few centuries right if if like i'm remembering correctly and so he needs a creature that is trained that will uh that will live basically as long as he will so the varden did steal the egg but that's because they thought it was one of the dragon eggs But it just happened to be his phoenix, which had died and gone back into egg form. It hadn't yet hatched. Hmm. So, and remember, when it was stolen, he says, and I quote, I suffer without my stone. (laughs) That's, here's the thing. He's suffering because that's his, that's his ESA. It's not with him. And he calls it his stone because it's his rock. Mm -hmm. It's his emotional support. Okay. His
2: pet rock.
1: You know, I really thought Mm -hmm. you were going to make that a weed joke.
0: No, uh, no, but you know, you, you know how someone says like, oh, you're my rock, you know, you're, you're oh, here to help yeah. me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, it could be kind of his pet rock, but he knows it's going to hatch back <laughs> into his phoenix. So, uh, that you know, you a better idea. He, he needs it to help him with his mental health, especially since most people describe him as a mad king. And when Arya uses magic to send the egg somewhere else, she's tired, she's nervous. So I'm thinking, like in the teleport process, it messed up the magic of Galbatorix's phoenix, turning it sort of into a dragon hybrid by mistake. Because <laughs> that explains the a bird lot, wings. Yeah, a lot of the magic is like by intent, you know, kind of what you're mm-hmm. pushing for. The language goes towards what you think. So she goes, send this dragon somewhere else. Send it to somewhere safe. So. The magic goes, it's not a dragon, so I guess I'm gonna make it a fucking dragon. So, and as you're saying there, Morgan, it explains the wings. Because yes, she does have dragon-like elements, but her wings, her wings are bird-like in the movie, which is horrible. And she has like this feathered hair-like mane. And basically, you know, what I'm thinking is that she is blue, but there's that blue flash of light when the egg actually appears in front of Aragon. So I'm just assuming the magic kind of, like, stained and dyed her a different color. Hmm. And this is the most important part. Safira first flies on, like, day two of having been hatched. She goes into the sky, is hit by lightning, and literally bursts into flames, growing to her full size. That's how a phoenix grows up.
2: Oh, interesting. So...
0: She is a weird fucked up hybrid phoenix. And Galbatorix just needs her because he has a lot of anxiety and panic to deal with.
1: That is brilliant. I also have an idea. What okay. if Galbatorix cuz it is it is known in the books he has a whole bunch of dragon eggs. What if he just didn't know what dragon eggs were and he thought he had a bunch of pretty rocks and someone stole his favorite rock?
0: Galbatorix is a cottage core
1: yeah he just yes. likes collecting rocks i would that's more goblin core and he's just got mm. all of these rocks and someone stole his favorite blue rock he didn't know they uh, were dragons he found that out later
2: that would explain his throne room why he said mm-hmm. i suffer without my stone
1: yeah mm-hmm. he just likes rocks he's just like that that's why he doesn't have he goblins also... in this movie he's the
0: goblin yeah He's the last of the goblins. He's the yeah, goblin king. He's the last he's goblin. He's Goblin Torix. Goblin <laughs> Torix. <laughs> oh, my fuck. And that explains why he lives in a cave.
1: Exactly.
0: It, his throne room is a cave. It, uh-huh. it's a, he lives in a cave. Uh. Uh-huh. So he's a goblin who lives in a cave, and he has this one, like, weird pale emo friend who basically goes around and, like, gets what he needs. <laughs> and that That's explains his friend why all the stuff. Urgles... All the Urgles are just rowdy boys.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to describe them. Thank you.
0: Uh-huh. So, Safira is Galbatorix's Phoenix ESA, but also Galbatorix is a goblin, but also he's just a weeb named Gabe from the U.S. who accidentally got transported into the Aragon world.
1: Alongside Sasuke Uchiha.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And he learned immediately that ours was the single most important letter of the entire universe.
0: Yeah, that's Unrelated, what allowed him to rise to, him to power. dies
1: and goes to Skyrim later.
0: <laughs> okay. So, we, we will discuss the new official plot in... Just a bit. Uh, Those are my two theories. Morgan, would you like to tell us your theory? Your final theory. I gave you my
1: theory a while ago.
0: Okay. I I think I've
1: also expanded upon several theories with my um, Galpatorix Rock theory.
0: Mm, Yes.
2: Yeah.
1: And uh, I'm sure I had others. Oh yes, um, the Skyrim theory, which is an expansion upon my own theory. But
0: if you die in any movie, you go into Skyrim.
1: Yeah, if you die in... Well, no. If you die in this movie, you go to Skyrim. If you die in Uh, an action movie, you go to Die Hard 3.
0: (laughs) Okay. All right, so... I'm gonna lay out the official plot. Okay? Uh Uh-huh. One day, there was a uh, 16-year-old boy named Gabe. He was doing as he usually did, not doing his homework... Hanging out after high school, watching Naruto. Then, something happened. And he was sucked into a dangerous portal. And he flew all the way to the Aragon universe. In which... He transformed into a goblin. Knowing Shadow Clone Jutsu, he knew how to do all the hand signs. He realized, oh, magic is real, and I can do this. He became a dragon rider... And he taught Shadow Clone Jutsu to the, like, at the time, just casual girlfriend of Morzan, one of his buddies. Then the dragon riders decided, it's kind of dangerous when you're going dragon riding, so we're going to implement, you know, helmets, knee pads, elbow pads, and such. To which, you know, Galbatorix, he had, Gabe has now changed his name to Galbatorix to kind of fit in with the world and all those R's, has realized I would look fucking stupid with that. So he says no, and they say, okay, we're going to have to take your dragon license. So he says, no, me and my cool friends are going to kill you. He does so, and then he collects a bunch of really fun, pretty rocks. In the ensuing war, he does get some PTSD and just some bad mental health. So his friend Durza goes, hey, I found a phoenix. I'm going to train it to, like, chill you out. Because when you don't get chilled out, you usually try to kill me, or my fun ergle rowdy boy men, and then that gets stolen and sent to Aragon, but it gets fucked up, so it becomes a weird dragon phoenix hybrid. Aragon and Brahm go around. They rescue Arya. Brom gets killed. Brom gets put in a diamond fucking glass chrysalis. He's gonna hatch a hundred years later. But for right now, Aragon goes into the final battle. safira dies. Uh, Murtog. Recreates Sephira and does a cloning technique, but also he's Sasuke.
2: Sounds about right. There's one.
1: Then more they thing. die
0: and go to Skyrim.
1: There's one more thing. Yeah. Eventually, long in the future, Galbatorix teaches how to most efficiently commit OSHA violations to the Romulans. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That episode isn't gonna be released, Morgan. It's Nobody's a pilot! Get you gotta that. release it! <laughs> that one wasn't... This is the pilot! Why did you make two pilots? Because the first one was a test episode. That's the secret hidden episode for when in October, I'm depressed and I can't record, so we just released that one.
1: <laughs> That's fair, I guess.
2: Well, it's just a time travel joke then. They won't get it yeah. until... Mm -hmm. some months in the future
1: this is this is one of those like setup and payoff jokes you'll find out eventually
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah just keep listening everybody on episode 65 we will release that other episode or whatever or whatever (laughs) wow what do you know i was depressed already so that's the other episode this is the one now surprise
2: Okay, and I've been working as we were chatting, and the, let's see, what? The eight letters that do not exist in the world of Aragon.
0: I'm very excited. And
2: hear me out, because I'm going to explain it once I'm done, are B, F, J, K, Q, W, X, and Y. Because B and X are only present in Galvatorix's name. So, he just happened to like those letters, and he already had the B in his original name, Gabe. Mm
0: -hmm. So,
2: he made up two new letters to introduce, because he was the king, and only he (laughs) can use those letters.
0: Maybe he brought them from our world with him? Those letters exist here?
2: Exactly.
1: He knows the secret. He knows all 24 letters.
0: 26?! (laughs)
1: Oh, right, whatever. 26 letters. I don't know what letters are.
2: Maybe uh-huh. maybe he's from an alternate version of our world where there are only 24 letters.
1: There we go. That bails me out so, of my own stupidity.
0: So Galbatorix rose to power because he actually knew how to read because he knew all 24 letters of <laughs> yes. the alphabet.
1: Yeah. Horrifying. You're correct. Well... I think that was, um, an excellent collection of, um, insane theories.
0: I think it was a dumpster fire that circles around Galbatorx being a, t- a dimension-hopping weeb.
1: Ah, uh, hey, the Hemsworths are there.
0: The Hemsworths were there, but they did die in a fire.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of them died in a fire. Chris is still out there.
0: Yeah, but we did have to lose Tom Holland. Oh, I can't believe I forgot to mention that. Ugh.
1: That's so sad. I'm so sorry. They'll have to recast Spider-Man. That's so awful. I'm Mm -hmm. not upset by this.
0: (laughs) Well, now I have to say something funny to end the episode. Oh, okay.
2: I've got one, actually. Not a theory, because it was actually definitely true in the movie. But remember, Aragon only owns one shirt.
1: Does anyone in this universe own two shirts? I don't know. What if you get sweaty? What do you
0: do wait does anybody own two shirts aragon gets so. a second shirt at the end of the movie that's yeah, why he his first chosen one up. no 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 his first shirt was just dirty
1: yeah but it's been replaced you're only allowed to have one shirt at a time
2: yeah he has to get rid of his old shirt now
0: Oh, to represent that he's a new character, to yeah, he's a new Yeah, that's guy. His character
1: yes. growth. He gets a new outfit. It's like how in Star Wars, mm-hmm. everyone gets a new outfit each movie, but they're not allowed to change throughout the movie.
2: Except it's an identical shirt, so he only grew a little bit.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, I see. Every year you get a new shirt.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's your birthday gift. You're given a new shirt every year, and you're like, yay, it's my new shirt, and it's almost the same shirt, except sometimes you're given a completely different shirt, and that's usually <laughs> a sign you fucked up somehow. <laughs>
0: It's your shunning shirt.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. I have I have a good idea on how to end the episode. Okay. Crow, you said that you had a couple like a couple just bunches of little theories that yeah. weren't really full, that weren't really good. <laughs> would you like would you like to read us those theories? Okay. From best to worst.
2: From best to worst?
0: Or whatever seems like comedically Okay. You know, the best organization.
2: Let's see. Some of these, I have no idea why I wrote, so those will be fun. Um, Mm -hmm. There was the fact that in this universe, there exists magic denim, because at one point we saw a character wearing jeans.
0: Aragon was wearing jeans. Yes. Yes.
2: Yeah. So I don't know where that fits into the story, but it exists. Um, At one point, I wrote down that Sephira is secretly an automaton which maybe the phoenix thing explains that oh yeah the last one is that um durza was actually secretly in love with aragon and capturing Arya and sending dreams to aragon through her was actually him catfishing her
0: yeah yeah i think that's pretty good
2: and the reason that aragon that's the aragon not aragorn okay was able to kill Durza is because you can only pierce a shade through the heart, and he did that on both the physical and spiritual levels.